The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. As they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were startled and frightened and thought they saw a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they were still disbelieving for joy and were marveling, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it before them. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of all these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Everything in the Christian life depends upon the resurrection of the body. If Christ did not raise bodily from the dead, the Christian faith is regulated to myths or just great stories. Now today for the disciples, the thing that hinges on the resurrection of the body is their understanding of the scriptures. Without the resurrected body, they do not or cannot understand the Bible. Now at today's in today's gospel reading, at the center is when Jesus says, It is I myself, touch me and see. Christ invites his disciples, when he says touch and see, to verify that he spoke truthfully while he was still yet with them. That is, from before the crucifixion. And once they touch Jesus' resurrected body, the disciples' minds are opened. To the scripture because it's his body that's the way that they will understand his body is the way they will understand the scriptures see without the resurrected body they don't know if it's really him and without knowing if it's really him they cannot fully believe what he says about anything much less about the scripture but with the resurrected body, they know it is true. The body gives meaning to the scriptures because without Jesus Christ fully alive, the scriptures are good stories or truthful myths, but they do not give life. But with the resurrected body, Jesus' word turns out to be a word for all of humanity, those who have body and spirit. 
And that word then is life-giving, life-making and life-changing. Now, there's no doubt that all of you read Shakespeare every day. But in case you don't, there's a very memorable scene from Shakespeare's play King Henry, or Henry V, I should say. And the English king, Henry, gives what is known as the St. Crispin speech. He gives the speech before his outnumbered army takes on the much larger French army at the Battle of Agincourt. Well, as this speech builds, Henry draws attention to the bodies of the soldiers, specifically the scars their bodies will incur in the battle. And Henry says that those who survive the battle will strip his sleeve and show his scars and say, these wounds I had on Crispian's day. Old men forget, yet all shall be forgot, but he'll remember with advantages what feats he did that day. In other words, for the soldier, the body gives witness to what was done. It gives meaning to the battle itself. And then for one who hears the retelling of the story of the battle, the soldier's body then proves that he knows and speaks the truth. See, without the scarred body, it's just another story told by someone who heard it from somebody else. But with the body, it is a story that's true. That really happened. See, Jesus shows the twelve apostles and opens their minds through the resurrected body that the scripture says that he will die and rise again. And then he says, you are witnesses of these things. But the disciples are not like regular witnesses. They're different because they are not just observers of an event. Rather, they are witnesses like the soldiers at the Battle of Agincourt. The disciples are witnesses to the resurrection of Jesus Christ because they too experienced their resurrection. It's not just that they saw Jesus resurrected, but through Jesus' resurrection, they experienced their own resurrection. And how they experienced their own resurrection is through their union with Christ that they experienced in holy baptism. In holy baptism, they died and rose again with Christ. And that means then the disciples are fully alive too, like Jesus. Being fully alive, Jesus then sends them to proclaim his resurrection, to proclaim that which changes everything for everyone. Like Jesus, the disciples' fully alive bodies are the way the message has meaning. You see, for all the time, effort, and money spent in church programs, it's really someone fully alive that gives the scripture its meaning. For Jesus, his resurrected body showed the disciples that the scripture was true. It's true, Jesus died and rose again. For the twelve apostles, their bodies, in union with Jesus' body through holy baptism, will show the world that they are fully alive even as they head towards their martyrdom. And it is the same for each one of you. 
Baptism resurrects necros people. And if you've been around St. John long enough, necros, you know what necros means, but it means dead. Baptism resurrects dead people, making them fully alive. You've been resurrected from the dead in holy baptism, and you've been joined with Christ. This makes your body to be the resurrected body people need in order to understand the scripture. See, a purely spiritual existence will not help people understand the truth because no one will be able to touch and see. People's minds will be open to the scripture only after meeting someone who's been resurrected from the dead. That is someone who's fully alive, and that's you. Now, this might seem a little overwhelming because you know yourself. Because of sin, it sure doesn't seem like you're fully alive. Whether it's your sins or the effects of sins on you. However, this is really important to note that when Jesus says to the apostles that they're going to be witnesses of the resurrection, along with their proclamation of the resurrection, is the forgiveness of sins and repentance. See, every fully alive person is a forgiven sinner which means proclaiming the forgiveness of sins is part of being fully alive. Like Jesus, then, you will say, it is I myself. I'm a sinner who's forgiven. I was once dead, but now I live. Touch me and see that Jesus forgives even someone like me. And then again, like Jesus. When Jesus was fully alive, what did he do? ate a meal and shared his word. And you being fully alive will, like Jesus, also sit down and share a meal. And at that meal, you'll discuss all the wonderful things God has said to you and how that word has changed you, has made you, and has not just made and changed you, but changed the world. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.